0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you ready for two aging, mid-level Hollywood celebrities who think a podcast is a good idea and who ask the eternal question to
1: fill the hole in their soul? Did we do it? Here they are, Cage and Kevin!
0: I'll wait for you to grab the guitar. And by the way, um happy birthday to the great Bob Marley. Bob Marley's birthday today. What do you got? You got a little Bob Marley to bring us in in honor of the great um, Bob's birthday?
1: Hmm. I don't think uh, I know any. This could all be gold though. I one know. love.
0: You don't know one love. You don't know is this love? You don't know
1: Oh, I've got an you idea. Bob you way play it you play it and sing it. That'd be great. Okay. In five, four.
0: One good thing about music. We need to you. You feel no pain.
1: <laughs> Are and we on now?
0: Did you press on. record?
1: I always record. Oh, were you recording before? Were you doing the sneaky pre? Yeah. Okay, something funny happened. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, who plays bass for us? Is that you Cameron? That's, or Carter?
0: Is. that's Carter. Oh, that's Carter's Carter. our bass man. I
1: thought it was Camboo.
0: You that know that, they say you want to get in the uh, Carter zone for the bass drops.
1: Oh, really? Sure. Do you have your bongos?
0: I do. Here we go.
1: Red and white, blue suede shoes. Come on. I'm Uncle Sam How do you do? Give me five Still alive Ain't no luck I learned to dance Well, come on, Cam Here we go Wave the flag, come on Cam. Pop the bag. Rock the boat. Skin the goat. What? Woo! Wave that flag. Wave it wide and high. Say what? Come on, Cabin, things over. Here we go.
0: Was the great Robert Hunter Jerry Garcia song, oh, no. U.S. Blue. Well,
1: I just want it to be known that you know I would never have sung that on my own. Is my squeaky chair oh, like a big bummer? No,
0: it just gives yeah. it some uh, verisimilitude, as they say some, in the theater. Wow, you know what damn. I mean? It's some, I some, some real sounds of the podcast.
1: It might be bugging me, though, that's for damn sure.
0: Just want to give a quick shout out to a fan and friend who sent me a beanie because what? people have been listening to the podcast. They know that I have a, a, an array of beanies. And my friend and your friend, Emma Blythe, who loves the show, sent me this beautiful beanie from uh, by, by Sunny Boy Clothing. I believe they're out in Highland Park. So thank you, Emma, and thank you to Sunny Boy
1: It should you be well, well, I say one good thing about music When it hits you. You feel like is how our, it our podcast has blown up worldwide. It's insane. I can't <laughs> believe. We're getting texts and calls
0: and, and snail mail from around the world. Yes, number one in the US for us, not of all podcasts in terms of the volume of people that are listening within the, the Did We Do It? Wait, the US? We're number one for us. For us, the number yes. one amount of the, the amount of listeners, US number one. Number well, two? Yeah. What do you think? I'm going to go UK.
1: UK. Because uh, they understand. They understand what we're we're about
0: <laughs> i can tell you number three if you just give me one second but you know what, what? i believe
1: it's uh has got the numbers are you interested are you interested oh god in i am are you cutting? Okay. i mean okay. why are we doing this because the pay sucks <laughs> speaking uh, of when do the big dollars roll in because it's starting to feel like a job and uh you know we have to we have to deliver now and saying, yet, i have not seen dollar one well there.
0: listen you know, you do art for art's sake, Kyle. The money comes. You never do something just for the money, but it's okay to do it for the money. What? That didn't make sense. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, look at wow, this. Top you US the phrase there. <laughs> top US states. We've got mm-hmm. California number one, Texas number two. Interesting. We've got fans in Texas. So, well, what was our first date? California California. <laughs> wow. So that's where we're from in the
1: biggest state. Yeah. Texas. I told you that you know L.A. is the D's worst
0: worst city. It's also number one city. Uh, L.A. Oh, our number two city is Seattle, Tacoma. Interesting. Then New York. Of course. Then New York. You know why? Because you
1: you're calling us the Grunge Podcast <laughs> of
0: a Generation. What am I gonna do? Just walk down on Jane on Charles Street,
1: dude? I think we're on the cutting edge of <laughs> the movement. The grunge podcast movement <laughs> It's picking the, up where the music left off
0: The broadcast. We don't adhere
1: to any rules, man
0: Man, you know what? I was ahead of my time with the beanie Now I just gotta get some flannel oh God, The beanie is
1: your—it's your calling card It's your hallmark I guess we're gonna have to sell some merch Yeah Should we sell it's merch? Time. Yeah It's time to monetize this puppy, isn't it? It's time
0: When will we know if it's if the right he thing. He really yeah. loves me. I don't know. Everything you say now, it's a song for me. I was with Whitney Houston. It is. I do. But that's what songs are. You know, Dave Girl
1: taught me that songs are bumper stickers. Dr. G. You can put you it. it on. Yeah. Yeah. You remember I told you I did that GM next. No have we done that? You know, I, I, I want you to always remember, I know I only have three stories. And I so will I let, start no, saying, start just let or, me know. And of
0: course, you'll cut it up. I'll just cut it out. I don't even tell you, Grandpa. I just let you tell. The story. <laughs> I know it makes you. Feel Way good. back in the days, yes, we've. Heard. Uh, General
1: Motors, yes. uh, approached me to do a uh, uh, be like a. Um, they wanted to create a viral sensation. They wanted mm. to get in on all this viral stuff and make videos, uh-huh. and they sent me around the world to different uh, rock festivals. Back I when that. they did festivals,
0: yeah, yeah. in the before in like, times.
1: And I interviewed uh, all these bands. The Foo Fighters were playing at a festival.
0: Yeah, but you guys knew each the, other because... Dude, right. He played so th- I mean, drums course. on the first D album. He was in the... <laughs> and he, was, he played sure. the Devil in the Tribute music video. I mean, you guys go along with that stuff. So when he so saw he you, nice, did he know so, that you were going to be the interviewer? Wow. Well, that I was the corporate shill?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it was... Re- <laughs> it
0: was a little disappointment It in his was
1: hard for me to swallow <laughs> because... Well, that's the thing. You're kind of yeah. like, all of a sudden, you're like the the Brita water salesman showing up at your door and he's your friend. And you're like, Hey, uh, Kevin, you, you need clean water. Don't you? <laughs> I, 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 I'm working for Britta now.
0: No, no, How's, it going? how's it going? No, no. It's good for your skin.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I, they just got me on this thing. I thought, you know what? It's great. I want to help out my friends first,
0: but he was there.
1: And he, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> knew, he knew he was, uh, but you know, actually, if you're at a festival, there's a lot of, there's a lot of downtime.
0: So, what, what, what did he but so you were interviewing was, him? Well, I was
1: thought, no, I was doing, I would interview bands for yeah. the, you know, we do a video. Please don't look them up. I think they're all on YouTube. I forget what that <laughs> one was. I did like Jason Biker. Can
0: we, uh, can we, and,
1: uh, gas, <laughs> Kyle interview, please? Well, I guess actually you, you could play a little of the uh, Dr. G as yeah. we affectionately sure, call. Sure, call. Sure. But I thought, what do I really want to know from Dave? Like, as me, Kyle Gass, musician, wannabe. Yeah. Rockstar. I was like, I was like, you know what? Get Dave, to the reels. How do you write a hit? Yeah. That's what I want to know. I said, Dave, teach me Great and question. everyone else on this. And, uh, cause the guy has a lot of hits. Well, obviously the guy knows. And that's, you yeah. you're always trying to crack the code. And then we actually wrote one. We wrote a hit right there. He was saying, you know, keep it simple. Uh, yeah. Keep it on a bumper sticker. And I think our song was, um, uh, lots of bitch but keep on trucking lots of well i guess we'll probably johnny do we do we have that i think it's on youtube <laughs> somewhere lots of bitch it always has been i'm a guy who was a has-been but now i'm a big star got a car got a bumper stick on the back about a group think about think like think about it like it's a bumper sticker okay you know wife's a bitch That's <laughs> That's a bitch. That's a, bitch. That's
0: a oh wow and he just what? i love the bumper sticker because well, i mean it's, look it's these true. guys let me just list some of the what? hits oh my God. all my life monkey wrench times like That's these nice. my hero Best of you, The Pretender, Everlong. What do those songs have in common?
1: Uh, 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 call on me, call on me, Kyle. Monster hits, uh, and they can all be on a bumper sticker. I think. Yeah. Did you watch the Robin Williams documentary? No. Come Inside my brain. No, not yet. Maybe I didn't ask you.
0: You did watch not. That. No, because I, that sounds like one I would very much be interested in. In. in seeing. Of course,
1: it's Robin. It's one of those documentaries. Yeah, yeah, You'd yeah. be surprised to know that I'm not the hugest Robin Williams guy. <laughs> you? I, well, here's the the headline is yeah. if you do if you tell a story, a well made story on a documentary. For as the another example, the tribe called Quest. Have you seen their documentary that by was, Michael, uh, uh, Mr. New York? What's his name? Michael,
0: uh, what's his name? Mr. Rapaport. Michael Rappaport. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. <laughs> Of course, no. And I love Tribe Called Quest. Are you kidding? Can I get a hit? Hit. Right. But I just, it wasn't like, I didn't never took
1: a deep dive, uh, you know, probably.
0: Godfathers hit two, of, of hip hop right there.
1: But yeah, of course. I mean, now I know because I watched the documentary. Yeah. And it was, uh, but it was, it was so well done. I was like, I'm fascinated by
0: this. this is so this, that you're, you're referencing. I'm referencing Williams. the Robin
1: Williams come inside my brain. I think yeah. it's called Come inside my mind. I don't want to get it right. Come inside my mind. Uh, let me take a look. Well,
0: what was it? That, what was the takeaway
1: for you? Well, there's so many takeaways.
0: But I, I mean, know. why were you saying you were saying that you didn't you weren't a huge fan, but you, I think the this. well,
1: but then watching, I mean, this documentary, they got all the right interviews and they just told the story. And with any I mean, what a uh, trajectory his whole life took. And then, you know, the people that he knew and and. uh
0: Oh, you mean Woody Goldberg, David Letterman, Billy Crystal? They're all in the documentary. They're all in the documentary. Directed by Marina Zenovich, 2018 documentary film. It played six sellout screenings at the Sundance Film Festival in 2018. Mm -hmm. Sundance. Is that in France? The Sundance? The Sundance. It's available on HBO. Um, Yeah, I, I, you're going to. 94% Rotten Tomatoes. Hello. Did not know that. 94%. uh, I'm here to tell you. I'll check it out. And uh, if anybody in Tacoma is listening because I know you are according to our metrics, let us know what you think about the Robin Williams documentary. <laughs> hey. Now where uh, are people going? Where are people we have going to talk about her? We have something Oh, you can go to that's a you can you can We're going to set up an email, Kyle and Kevin. What? Did we do it at gmail.com? No. We're going to have our own one. Address? Wait, should that be it? I haven't set it up yet. Kyle and Kevin, did we do it at Gmail? Is that too much? No, but I
1: was thinking of the name of our band with Carter. He, and I was he, thinking of... Our bass bombs. You know, I've never... Carter. I I have to admit, I haven't met Carter. I've just uh, uh, admired his sweet, sweet jams. Yeah. But I was thinking, we need a name because... He's a jamster. When yeah. this whole thing, when this whole covid thing nightmare is over
0: Mm. i think we're gonna have to hit the road as a band and i was thinking we're gonna need a name so what's the name of the new band with our bass bomb bass zone sultry sound bass player carter me on drums kg on uh guitar and vocals. does carter have a last name no carter Mm. is the last name what i don't mean to blow your mind yeah, I can't um, remember his, his first name. name's Jimmy Carter? I don't or know his first name. President? I forgot, but he would I say, I doing. saw it in the bottom, it said something Carter, ah. William Carter. So I was like, wait, Carter's your last name? He's like, yeah, people call him a Carter. He's, he lives in Nashville. I'm not sure he sounds exactly like well, that. But... You
1: well, know, you know what I have to say about that? Uh, uh. Get Carter.
0: <laughs> so what's the name of the band? The Did We Do It's? <laughs> the duet is, is D-U-E-T. Did, did we do it? Did we do it? <laughs> it's a working title. It's got are working on it. If you like the name of that band, let us know at it at gmail.com, you know what? which I think is going to be the email, or underscore, didwedoit underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Boom. Hey, I want to tell you one thing. We've got somebody popping in in a few minutes. What?
1: Which Ooh. leads me. I well, you know how I feel about guests. Who is here today? God. Well, this is
0: this isn't. I wouldn't say like a guest. This is a friend, <laughs> because I know you have an aversion. If it quacks like a guest and it walks like a guest, it's, it's a guest. The guest today, are you ready, Kyle? The guest slash inner circle friend is Matthew Walsh, otherwise known as Matt Walsh. You might be familiar with a little show called Veep with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh,
1: I love that show. Oh, that's a great show.
0: Matt was nominated for Emmys. What? Best Supporting Actor twice playing the role of Mike McClintock. That's right. He's from Chicago. He is one of the founding members of UCB with Matt Besser and Amy Poehler. He's been in. And. Ian. Oh, Ian Roberts. (laughs) (laughs) Ian Roberts. Ian Roberts. You know,
1: I'm almost positive he's not listening. So, Ian. But that's part of the funny of the UCB is that you always go. So, you know, Amy, Amy Poehler.
0: Yeah, of course. Nice. SNL, yes, Saturday Night Live. And then,
1: so that's kind of a running joke. This is great being able to talk about Matt before he's on.
0: Well, he was also in Elf with you. Uh, uh, he was also in the movie Role Models, semi-pro. The Hank.
1: Let me no stop. Stop
0: right there. Let me Can tell you something.
1: It? Matt has been in everything. He's been in everything. Okay. He's one. Of, he's a go-to utility guy. He's. Yeah he's a guy that you just wouldn't think was funny at all. And if you met him in person, you would completely agree. He's just, he's a little dry as a bone. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's hes very a dry. He's,
0: very dry. No, I he's a dry, he's dry. Like Bill Murray, dry, yeah, dry yeah. humor.
1: But it, he always, he's uh, a master he
0: improviser plays. though. A master improviser. Yeah,
1: well, that's the thing that and I was thinking, you know, that should be the theme of our show today is. Cause when I think of Matt, of course I think of him as a pal. Mm. And, uh, course on veep but i really think of him as the ucb uh dude because yeah. they really were trailblazers in the world of improv now i Upright would write say-
0: citizens brigade for people who don't know it's a, it was a it was a improv comedy troupe started in new york then they had a spot here in la and i'm sure matt can tell us about it but huge but you know what i think of when i think think about when i think of matt is uh, the bears he's a big <laughs> he's a big chicago guy well he and- had a you know he had a podcast yeah there but- down is that still, and I think we got to ask him about that. I'm pretty sure that he's moved no on this one quite a few years ago. but. Well, it just makes me think about the fact, now this is an Evergreen, but we've got it's Super Bowl weekend, Super Bowl Sunday tomorrow. And I was just thinking this morning, I've been fortunate enough to go to two Super Bowls in my lifetime. I went to 1982, Miami against the Washington Redskins with my dad at the Rose Bowl, saw John Riggins, with the famous run from from the fifty yard line, barreling into the end zone to win the game against the Dolphins, oh, and then more recently, do you remember that John Riggins, mm-hmm. the Beast? And then more recently, in two thousand two, when I was working on Alias, they ABC put everybody up in La Jolla at this beautiful resort, and then sent everyone down to the game in a bus. see the raiders against the tampa bay buccaneers in 2002 and we were all sitting kind of down by the field in a vip section i just remember driving down in the bus to the game the next day and i'm talking to george lopez he's talking my ear off about losing weight he's on he's on his own show he had his own show at the time and i'm like you look great man he's like you know but i just feel like this is the only chance this is my time i'm on tv i want to look good i want to look good it's like, you do look good. You look great. And we literally the whole time, we just talked about George's fluctuating weight. God bless him. He looks really good now. He lost all the weight. He's trimming. And-
1: well, it's funny you say that because as with George, even though I'm an old man now, and nobody cares. I, I still, I kind of obsessed with it. You know, it just it never really. You look good. If you're heavy. Thank you. Yeah. But um, no, there's always, uh, there's always more to lose.
0: Well, so we get to the game, and we're sitting. Yeah. Uh, Greg Grunberg's there, who we we have wants to come on sure. the, on the podcast. By the way, and we're sitting down there in their little section of of. Quote, That's surprising. Unquote, you you think we can get Grunberg? <laughs> yeah. So we're sitting in a we're sitting in a section of all the quote unquote celebrities, and there's Tiger Woods. Oh two no! Two seats down, and he's not looking at it. He's looking straight forward at the Raiders. He's not letting. There, there. He's. Of there's rubber he's neck. A right? of
1: course I mean,
0: of I mean, course you know i'm mean, gonna look at me or tiger woods so but and it's interesting he's wearing a cap with a nike i think it's a nike cap but he's got the nike i remember this blacked out with tape because he didn't want anyone <laughs> maybe he was uh promoting another i can't i don't know the
1: time you see a guy with a nike cap it could very well be tiger woods right but isn't it interesting that he black is that why you think he blacked it out Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that seems unlikely, but I, I want to put that in. That draws more attention than Leo DiCaprio's
0: baseball cap in Central Park. I right, know. celebrity hats. So there he was <laughs> with a cap, and so Grumberg, God bless him, knows him for some reason. I, you know, Grumberg knows everybody. Starts chatting him up, and I'm in the chat. I'm kind of in the circle of chat. Do you know what I mean? Just kind of poking my head in. And, oh, yeah. and you got to of- act
1: like you, you know, act like you've been there. Don't you know? Don't celebrate in the end zone. <laughs> Act like you've been there.
0: Yeah. yeah but of mm-hmm, course mm-hmm. I wanted Yeah, to, yeah. exactly. It's a lot sure. of nodding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't really say much because Greg was kind of chatting and talking about getting what kind of food they had there in San Diego at Qualcomm. Small talk, and, and, small talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you try <laughs> the fries? And then uh, he, Greg's like, I'm getting hungry. And I said to Greg, I was like, yeah, we just ate at the hotel. They had that big spread. He's like, oh, I know. And I, I can't. I've, I have to eat like every single run. And the tiger's like, yeah, you know, when I'm playing, I have to, I have to eat every like two, three hours. And I was like, and then it was kind of a pause. And I just, I said, yeah, well, Grumberg has to eat every five minutes. Uh! <laughs> Huge laugh. Uproar. No, yes. Nailed it. Yeah. Tiger looked at me with the, the nod, the Yeah. And the point nod, <laughs> it was like I when you busted up me. the boxes, I was going to say the elf, it took me right back. We, we felt an
1: opening. We're just the little guys we're looking for an opening it's all and one then one. you felt it and you go
0: it's timing hey
1: it's timing Kevin. yeah
0: no you know what the joke was it was he said i have to eat every three hours and i said "Gremberg has to eat every three minutes i used the three three of course <laughs> that's what it was yeah right then. <laughs> and then you know if that wasn't a
1: script you'd do it like every right, Greg's gonna eat every three minutes you'd like do it you know every put some way. stink
0: on it yeah but i did i just got it out <laughs> really fast Somehow no, it came key. to be
1: The timing You gotta get it It's not gonna work A minute later There's a no. shelf life
0: No And then it was uh it was The game was starting again And Jack was like Ah oh, good to see you guys And then Greg kind of Looked at me like all right. <laughs> you know you got one in there I was born in the Baby down cat scan When my building fell down On the rat scan People sold a super Won a
2: trip to the P Now, P now. While I settled P up P The shores P P of the Long Amateur Clean, I mean, my mind is
0: clear when I transmit I am the man of the family Cause the I want to let for prove That I can with Yes, the but friend you also, you don't, don't want it to you can't say, try too hard You know, nobody likes the, the guy Who's just trying to make you laugh constantly That's why
1: I wanted to bring That's why one of the takeaways Of the Robin Williams God, God, oh, Coming back he, full circle
0: He was, was kind of Was of
1: course the guy what, who was on Yeah To a degree that you had to go Ah And uh, it was the forced merriment. He didn't allow you not to laugh at him. Right. So if you didn't laugh at him, it was like, (laughs) he he put so much energy out there.
0: You know, it's funny. When I was 16 years old, I I went to school here in in, in L.A., and my friend's father was the the attorney for for the movie uh, Hook, I guess for DreamWorks. And so my friend knew I was interested in acting. He said josh lebowitz if you're listening he said do you want to come down to the set of hook i was like yeah, absolutely maybe i was 15 16 so we go down there we meet dustin hoffman robin williams they have to go in and do the scene i'm watching the scene and they're talking like this dustin's talking like this and i'm thinking why is he talking so quietly oh that's what film acting is you don't have to Perform, just speak like a person would speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I thought Damn acting it. was you gotta act, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Less is more. So Robin Williams comes over and he's doing the thing. He's entertaining, doing all oh, the jump, almost- he's jumping around. He's he's making trying to make these young guys laugh. And I said, Hey, um, I just have a question. It's so nice to meet you. Do you have any advice for a young actor?
1: oh my god you served him up the softball okay all
0: right how old were you 15 16. You ah, all yeah. Teenager, sure. yeah of course i was just <laughs> excited to be there and he says just keep doing it even if just always perform even if you have to perform mm-hmm. on the back of a hay truck go to that hay truck get on the truck and i'm thinking well i i live in la there's not a lot of hay trucks but i understand what he's saying just keep working and that's why we started the Did We Do It
1: podcast.
0: <laughs> we will not be deterred by the we band. We will not.
1: No, and you know no one has to listen, except, you know, who's a big fan is uh, Alexi Von Stroha. Oh. Alex, he sent me a picture of him listening in his car and then saying he was all caught up and that we were great together, apparently. Wow. And I was like. I that feel like was,
0: he's a real critic, too. You know what? I met Robin Williams one time.
1: We were doing Carnage at Joseph Paps public theater in New York in 89 yeah, yeah. Okay. I think yeah, we talked yeah. covered that yeah and he came backstage after a show and was the nicest most gracious yeah. guy Sweet. and he did the thing where it was just it was all about us and made you feel special and yeah just the yeah just served great, it back
0: to you served yeah. it
1: back yeah he he uh, he had it down pretty good
0: i think that that's great and if i ever meet anybody i you know who came uh to the set of the runaways kimya dawson who's in the moldy peaches she wrote all the songs for Mm -hmm. juno the great movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with jennifer garner and um she came with her daughter who was a big fan of runaways and i felt the robin williams like i gotta make sure you are having fun do you know what i mean there's there's the pressure i think and i'm sure The no, Beatles. The Beatles. There were places
1: I remember Oh my love, though some have changed
0: Did We Do It Did Did We Do It The Did We Do It (laughs) Live on 95.5 KLOS Gym Lad
1: In my morning said He called Dr. Robert Anytime you tell you Dr. Robert Dr. Robert He's a new, better man. He has you to understand. He does everything he can. Dr. Robert, well, 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 oh, he's yeah. healing. Fine. Well, well, is is a uh, Matt here? Yeah, Matt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the interstices before Matt arrives. I don't know. He's not here. Wow. Where is he? I invited him. We're just getting Beatles through the years with the Did We Duets.
1: It's,
0: uh, this podcast is now just, we should just do an hour of you playing covers. Kyle, I got a question That's for you. Good. Yes. Are you looking for shoes? Oh, I love shoes. Sure. More specifically, are you looking for a fresh pair of sneakers?
1: Kicks. Well, I like sneakers, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm kind of into the vintage, retro, classic designs.
0: Really rare sneakers?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a thing.
0: Hmm, well, I know where you can find them. What? eBay. What? eBay? That's right. eBay. Whether rare, dead stock, or the latest release, you can find the exact shoe you're looking for at ebay.com sneakers today. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators will verify the box, the logo, the stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you, Kyle Gass, have been eyeing. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. Give us a little jingle jangle for eBay. eBay. They're coming through. Oh, and they're gonna get your shoes for you. Go to eBay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection dude that was our first ad
1: <laughs> all right now i know we got it yeah we can
0: do oh, original oh wait a minute wait a minute here we go here we go wow, Matt's here play yeah, him in. yeah no i know play man don't
1: be distracted by my guitar matt
0: Feels
2: like pirate radio. <laughs> What's that? This whole thing I'm stepping into. Oh yeah, it's like you guys are on a secret ship somewhere.
0: It is our version of Zoo TV. What was that movie about? Pirate radio. Bill Nye was in it. Yep, yep. yep. It was called Pirate Radio. Are we it talking about that movie on a boat? Yes. yes, Pirate Radio. The
1: radio. Wasn't Phil Seymour Hoffman in that? Oh. Playing the DJ, some famous
2: yeah. dude. He might have been
0: Matt. Have you? Did you ever work with uh, with Phil Matt?
2: No, he was in New York, and I would see him around. And he may have come through. I'm sure he came through UCB at the time. You know. Did you C-sharp. ever
1: play frisbee with him in Central Park?
2: Sorry, I'm fixing my camera. Yeah, are
0: oh, no, uh, Sideways, with... there, Matt. You're sideways. How's that, fellas? It's oh, fantastic! Here. It's great. Thanks for joining us. Now, this, yeah,
1: this, yeah, this is a deposition, as you know. If you could just. Tell
0: us exactly what happened, please, Matt.
2: I don't want to over-explain anything. So, uh, repeat your question.
0: Are you looking forward to the Super Bowl tomorrow? Who are you putting <laughs> your money on? That's my first question. Who's going to I know you're a softballs. big football guy. I know you're a big football guy.
2: I'm staying with Kansas City. I feel like uh, I don't know what the spread is. Three? What is
1: it? So, yeah, I think so. Let me check. I think
2: it's, yeah, I, I would just say like they're going to win the game. I don't know how
1: close it'll right? be. Right, it's gonna, such that's a great story. It's such a setup to be a wipeout. Doesn't it seem like a classic old school 35 to three or something? I don't know. Tampa has a good defense and Tom Brady is the goat. So, Isn't it the ultimate storyline that the actual goat, Tom, without a doubt, is playing the probable new goat? And it looks like it could be a torch handoff is what I'm saying. It is. Chiefs absolutely. minus
0: three Chiefs minus three now have you ever been to a Super Bowl game I've been to two and we just discussed it prior to your arrival I bet
1: 85. hold on I bet 85 you were there
0: Matt. no
2: my brother Pat and my brother Mike and some other friends why didn't they take there. you you didn't want to go I was at college I think I was uh, up in northern
1: Illinois and you were you were uh, studying for your improv ship I was working <laughs> a
2: little bit I was delivering pizzas that day I delivered pizza too. Lou
0: Malnati's yeah. Lou Malnati. no
2: place called pizza world. Not great. Oh.
0: So were you, so you went to, what was that? University of Northern Illinois. So yep. you just said, and were you a yep. theater major?
2: uh psychology major but i've never been to a super bowl that's your that was your question
0: yeah well your your chance in chicago being chicago that would have been the 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 fridge year the uh 1985 is that what we're saying well the greatest football
2: team ever assembled in the history (laughs) of
0: kyle can you give us a little super bowl shuffle on the guitar do you know that one go
1: ahead cue that up johnny if you got that if you got that now wait a minute matt you're a veteran a wiley veteran of the podcast from the bear down podcast of the art form genre yes yes now how can you give us like the wiki like it ran from <laughs> x to x and guests and stuff what, and, and advice for new podcasters like ourselves
2: i love that your show feels authentic um hmm. I got tired we got, I got tired of doing ours because it wasn't really just about the Bears. It started about the Bears and then it just turned into us getting our funny friends to do sports parody impressions basically hmm. or come up with like NPR style segments and we would interview them. You know, it what sounds I mean? great. Just pure fiction. It was really it was so fun to make. How uh, many do you do?
0: A little labor. It seems a little labor intensive, is what you're saying, because you kind of have to manufacture that's yeah, but that's, but that's
1: where it. the improv uh genius you never have to really yeah but in
2: order we had we had an editor and then you could always say okay hold on and then you could talk about what you wanted to do next like you could kind of structure it like three beats like we were doing like three beats we always knew if it was a character that was at the let's say it was the harmonica museum in uh Louisville Kentucky and it was being played (laughs) and it was being played by Horatio Sands let's say we knew that like
0: I love Horatio.
2: We might oh, do God. a segment where we meet him and then we might go into a second segment where we're maybe in his house as opposed to the museum. And then the third segment would have some weird epilogue, but we always knew between segments, we would talk about it a little bit. So after the first segment, there would be legit discovery. right? And so we would say, that's good. Yeah. Okay. What if we, and we sort of had an idea where it was going, but you try to incorporate that stuff. And then we would do a second interview which would be hopefully shorter and then a weird epilogue piece that could go anywhere and that was so you were
1: trying way too hard is what i'm getting from this
2: well it was a lot of work and the segments when they were good they were like 20 minutes long or something like that
1: 25 yeah yeah. how many of those how many bear downs did you do
2: that's a great question kyle we probably did
1: it for eight years whoa wow oh wait a minute that's like
0: That's Kyle already. Kyle already hates me, and it's only been eight episodes. No, I'm. That's. I mean, that's why I'm
1: asking. When can I get off gracefully? I guess is really. He wants a Brexit. He wants a Brexit. Brexit. Yeah, I'm looking. (laughs) But you did eight years. That's like a run of a. That's longer than Veep, Matt.
0: How long did Veep go for? Longer than
2: Veep. But we had a mutation. I think we did like two years as Bear Down, and then like five or six years as like, uh, UCB Sports and Leisure. So we kind of rebranded it and then launched it out of the podcast studio at sunset. And that was easy. Cause it was right up next door. You know, I used to have an office there. So
0: on sunset now sunset, I understand UCB upright citizens brigade sunset is, is recently uh, due to the pandemic. No longer. Is that, or, Oh, I'm so sorry. That's Thank such you. a bummer, man. Thank you. I mean, you guys or- are the, you guys are the legends the, the, we were just discussing the godfathers of the improvisational school outreach performers
2: but we're hoping to reopen Franklin which is our other theater out here and that Mm -hmm. hopefully will be like run like a non-for-profit and we'll try to uh, we've publicly uh, invested in like not uh, in rooting out like institutional racism because there was like you know there's stuff in our organization that we were blind to so we're trying to fix that so but that's my hope what year did UCB start in New York
1: oh god 99 98 i remember being do you remember that party that well that was me and kyle yeah that was somebody's house and amy and you and i think i think all of you guys were there at somebody's yeah crappy new york apartment well were you and
2: jack were you and jack performing on snl that week and it was like an after hours party that i saw you later
1: No, that was that was the next one. But there was first there was somebody got a party with
2: the Strokes or somebody.
1: But that was no even that there was one before. Like somebody thought it was a good idea that we should meet you guys, and we weren't really. I think we were both kind of. I don't know. It felt like it was ninety nine or two thousand or something. Was
2: it like uh, we were going to work? Did you guys do monologues at ASCAP?
1: No, no, we were just. um, Yeah, there was a connector guy. And uh, somehow we got together and it was, it was really, yeah, it was fun to kind of meet you guys early and then. So uh,
2: do we have like an official meeting where our rep, where our reps set us up at like a hotel and we sat down. No, just, no, yeah. this was the
1: house party. This was oh, a house
2: party. Oh, then it must've been my house. Cause I live right above the theater.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's move up to the strokes party. What was that? <laughs> was that the SNL party? I feel like the
2: strokes party was like, We had me, RJ and Pat had watched a Bears game and I think we lost to like the Redskins. It was a heartbreaking loss. And then we got on planes and flew to New York and Pat and RJ were up all night. And Pat and RJ convinced some woman at the game to park their car. And then we were trying to guilt Scott Armstrong to drive us to the airport. But long story short, it was like this epic bro out weekend. And we came back to New York and I was living there. And I think. That night there was some after hours event at our UCB uh, space on 22nd Street. So Pat and RJ were, you know, excited. And Pat always loves celebrities. So, you know, Pat was super excited. Oh man, we still about living Pat, in Chicago. Matt, and we've then, talked
0: about Pat muscling in on benefits, pretending he's Kyle's management a few times. So yes, uh, we've
2: so good. He's crafted.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That party, I, I remember it was it was literally like three or four in the morning, and it was jam-packed and i was yeah uh, i think it was i remember
2: one with the strokes running around and they were they were very popular at the time or they were just breaking they were like reinventing are, yeah. rock and roll and there was, yeah,
0: like, there they, was they were on a lot of cocaine i think 2000 yeah and it was, was neat this yeah. is it mm-hmm. album 2002 yeah yeah it must have been around then
2: so maybe just before that 2001 2000 something like that yep. i don't know
0: yep. how was the seed planted to get ucb up and running
2: uh, simply wanted a clubhouse for all these people that we were already teaching and all the, all these shows that we were already sort of directing. So we got to New York and started teaching improv, but we wanted a sketch show on Comedy Central. So we were doing two things at once, kind
0: of, to supplement um, our lives. And you, and you did end finished. up getting a, a sketch show on Comedy Central.
2: Yeah, we basically hit the ground in New York. We were, you know, we're like a band. We were playing every venue every night of the week in New York. Yeah. And New York had this wonderful alternative comedy scene that was erupting with people like not erupting, but its new newest its latest version was people like Marin and Yeah. I'm sure Louie was running around Janine and uh Todd Berry and so we were kind of landing in that and that was really cool to be in New York around that time. And I love New York like as a single man, New York's amazing it was amazing
1: so fun so you if you were married it wouldn't have been as fun that's what <laughs> saying, is what i'm i'm getting from that i can
2: only tell you that it's very conducive to like spontaneously like meeting people and going on dates and it's wonderful yeah,
1: it was, new york was always great especially yeah, because LA, you you live... gotta
2: have a, l.a you gotta have an appointment and a car
1: and uh <laughs> yeah
0: it's a lot of planning you know. and who's
1: got those i mean appointments and cars come on why did I become better friends with Pat, your older brother and not you, which obviously would have helped me with my career. What happened <laughs> well, there? Where did I go wrong? What did I do thank wrong? You,
2: thank you for your faith in my heat. First of all, as always right back at both of you guys. Um, I don't know. I think you, Pat was good at poker. I remember going to poker and at some point I'm like, I always lose. Like I don't want to just pay money to hang out
0: anymore. Yeah. So, so a lot I think of the,
2: the early stuff was around poker and, a famous uh, also, game.
0: We've we've discussed Kyle's game before. Now, oh, now I have one question about that. Did you amazing. ever find yourself succumbing to pot prison at the game? Did you ever <laughs> accidentally eat a brownie or anything where you felt too high Matt to play? Is this
1: very sober man? He would never get. Caught I would. Ne- I don't do edibles, Kevin. But there's okay. probably
2: there- a night where I was like a little foggy from whatever Kyle put out on the table.
0: Yeah, because we've had quite a few people that have had admittedly fallen. It's like uh, those. Uh,
2: it it's like game. those guys on the south side uh, of Chicago Checker Records, where they would give the artists bottles of whiskey before they signed the contract. Oh. It's like Kyle's kind of like weakening the herd. Got to plump like, the pitch, man. he's raking in. Ca- then he's just <laughs> raking in cash. <laughs>
0: Uh Kyle did seem to do quite well at that game. I think it had something to Bob do with too. your tolerance. Bob a
2: shark. Bob's a shark. Bob yeah, he's, a great he's a great yeah. player.
0: He's a great player. That was a legendary game, Kyle. After the pandemic, can we bring the game back maybe? Absolutely not. No, there's nothing. <laughs> well yeah. Have you guys had this where
1: I'll I'll, I'll just sort of uh, uh thought process will go and then I'll I'll reach a corona block. It's like, oh no, that can't happen. Like, for instance, I'll sort of daydream like, oh yeah, yeah, maybe we should get a the Poker game, maybe revved up a little bit. I don't know.
0: I mean, maybe in 2022, what?
1: it'd be fun to take a trip, maybe up north. No, about
0: that stuff, right? So it's now,
2: even happening. if it did, even if it did boost Kevin's career, because we do have to help. <laughs>
0: You know and that's
1: what this is all about I know Matt. this is ha-
0: why do you think I'm doing this this is helping my that. career can you get me on the reboot of veep is that possible is there going uh I'll let
2: you know when I hear about it that's no, not, oh, not you
0: know. we, Armando hasn't called yet uh, to tell you. Armando just
2: made did you Armando. see um yeah Armando's how he says it he just not just but him and simon wrote uh David Copperfield and he and uh he directed it it was great I haven't seen it yet I'll yeah, it's it probably on like Hulu or something out there. Yeah, it's really, I, I really it good.
1: Like legit, like costume drama, and or is it an updating? Or it's his it take a... on it. There's like okay. costume, but
2: it's not it's uh it doesn't feel like the old black and white version of Dickens at all. It's mm-hmm. Armando's take and which I find really refreshing. And uh even the kids liked it. Like my uh two boys liked it, which I was surprised.
0: Really? Yeah. Armando was only show running the show for how many seasons? He left for four. Did the writers catch up to what you were doing and then start to write in your voice or did you continue to improvise until the end?
2: I think the character solidifies at some point. So I think the process in the early, certainly the pilot, the early seasons, there was room to improvise. They were looking at what our strengths were and uh, we were contributing and there were rehearsals where we would improvise and writers were in the room taking notes and then, and it was always welcome to pitch ideas. And then equally Armando's a great writer and he would, you know, taskmaster these writers to do another draft and another draft and he would make cuts. And so it was always down to the wire. So you, you were never invested in uh, memorizing things because you knew on the day of the morning of filming, it was going to be a lot different. And so that DNA stayed in the show, but as the show went on, I think it also became bigger because early seasons, we swam in Selena's wake. And then in the later seasons, whatever, it, it expanded. The world's got more diverse and it became more like a Simpsons show, not like the Simpsons, but populated with a lot more interesting things happening outside of the uh, Eisenhower building. So that's my like simple overview of the evolution. But we were definitely like, I think my strength as an improviser helped me on that show, obviously, especially in the early days, because I was helping create, The voice of the character, and you don't always get that. You don't get to rehearse for two weeks to do a pilot in London ever, and then have a director, writer who's there going, Do you have any ideas? I'm like, Oh my God. Uh
1: (laughs) do I ever?
2: (laughs) Well, also failing a lot, you know, and going home. I know in the first season we would improvise when we finally might have been the pilot, we improvised for a week. And I just I would talk to Morgan, like, I'm really not funny. Like, it was really hard. Because it was a new group, and you're, like, taking swings. And everyone's nice and supportive, but it's, like, just clunky. It's, like, brutal.
0: Evan uh, Arnold, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, he was talking about the fact that he rehearsed in, like, a a theater prior to working, which is so rare. You never get to, oh, we're going to go to this theater, and uh, the writers are sitting in the audience, and and, go ahead, and we're going to kind of work it out. And then when you get on the day my question is you didn't feel that you could improvise anymore like the improvising was done in the theater rehearsal and then on the day we've kind of cemented it yeah know? i think i think those
2: things like once table reads start you know table reads are to hear things and then the writers or armando or dave mandel when he had the show would decide like dave right that's not working or they would reconvene and julia was in on those conversations always julia was in those conversations so the writers room just was always open and and it was funny because in baltimore the writers would write in the bar at the four seasons hotel where they were living and you would see (laughs) them and you would say like what are you working he's like oh and you would also gather information like what's the next episode
0: right 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 and
2: they'd be like you could throw them an idea if you had a last minute idea and that's not bad you know yeah were you ever like
0: Well, well mike does mike mcclintock date anyone in the next episode
2: well armando actually between season two and three had lunch with us all and say and basically said what would you like to see your character do what did you say I we had some stuff like trying to have a baby i thought it would be a funny plot line for mike
0: yeah a
2: fertility thing that that world because i had some personal friends who went through that and uh stuff like that
1: you know yeah yeah why was your improv show called
2: ask Cat? i think it came from a uh Poster, Besser Made, it was like collage art from the punk rock aesthetic era. And uh, the fake acronym was Automatic Sprinkler System, Siamese Connection, Alternative Theater. But
0: And I loved how you brought in the monologue. Did you ever do the monologue, Kyle? Of course. Oh, you did? How'd that oh, go? God, yeah.
1: Oh, I'll never forget it. It was just uh, terrifying. Well, we'll explain
0: real quickly what, what's the premise or how you do it.
1: You go uh, ask Cat
2: simply as you get a guest monologist, and then they get a word, and then you Monologist. Uh, listen, monologist and then you listen to that monologist. Monologist is hard because you're, um, you're kind of riffing on the word and what it makes you think of, and hopefully you land on like a, a fruitful, full kind of story or a couple of stories that have details and are interesting and maybe get a laugh. And then while you're doing that, then when you finish that, You sit on side stage on on a chair, a little stool, and then we, the performers, come out and start to unpack the ideas in your monologue and play with themes or make jokes
1: with it a little bit.
0: So Kyle, how'd yours go?
1: Oh, it was terrible. I'm sure. <laughs> That's and not true. Never Kyle always Matt. starts
0: every story with, it was a disaster. And yeah, it then disaster. it gets better as he tells the disaster. story. <laughs> but
1: sure I'll that. never forget Matt, because I think I brought my guitar. I was just, you know, terrified.
0: Yeah, you go ah, my,
1: my safety. Sure, I needed my, I my, my, uh, brought my guitar. And Matt was like, you don't need the guitar, Kyle. I mean, <laughs> he was just calling me out on it. And you know, of course it stayed with me to this day.
0: Like Bob ah, Dylan. Uh, the truth hurts. You need hurts. Your guitar, you right. Bob Dylan. Uh,
1: I can't do it. I need. Some- I wanted you to succeed. I think
2: that would have worked no, against you succeeding. Yes, that's I, why I told you to get rid of the guitar. Of course,
1: you had my. Yeah, because it's a
2: small venue and it's intimate. Yeah.
1: But how many did you you think you've done of those? I mean, how many askats over the years?
2: It is crazy, like ten thousand. I swear to God, I don't. But oh not ten thousand. But like the show's been running for twenty years at least, 19, wow. 2000, 1996.
1: Now let me ask you this: twenty four About- years,
2: twenty five years? I don't know.
1: Wow. If the Why, what What do you think? I've seen, I've seen a lot of them. And why is improv, when it's going, it's it's a transcendent, like amazing gift when things are falling in, or it can be so painful. It's good. And it runs the gamut. Is it? Why do you think that is? I mean, you guys never really, I mean, you guys are all pros and stuff. Oh yeah, of course.
2: Of course. Um, uh, <laughs> there was,
1: Matt never
0: had a bad show.
1: Never. You
2: know, I, it, the, the quality of the people doing it matters, I guess. Like the, you know, experience or smarts or talent matters. So if you have a good cast, you might get a better show. And then I don't know. It's a very, uh,
1: ephemeral i mean it's very it is
2: ephemeral yeah you're chasing like what like jazz musicians
1: chase like and it's
2: also catering to an audience that cares about jazz like people in the (laughs) improv audience care about improv so yeah yeah. it's also uh it is it can be niche at times but a good show is funny to everyone
1: are there some legendary shows that for for like the greatest ones and the worst ones that you guys kind of have stockpiled like that night when maybe everything went wrong or yeah i think sometimes
2: like if you go to the audience and you start interviewing someone and then they tell a story about something like dark (laughs) it's like uh.
1: (laughs) right audience participation always but i uh
2: but i bad shows like were early shows where you didn't have an audience, honestly. Oh, like, yeah. Great.
0: There were more people on stage many, yeah. than there are in the audience. You know, I also – is it also – you know, because, like, in the theater when you're doing a play, and opening night's great, and the energy's great, and then the next night, Saturday night, if you open on Friday, you're trying to kind of recreate what you did Always. as opposed to Always. the organic, let's stay in the moment. Does that – is that – would you say a – Yeah, but I'd say different for a rehearsed show, though. I mean – Well, that's what I mean. So, in improv, if, if – it do you find, like – in a panic moment, a lot of improvisers will go to what they know will work.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, if it's re- if it's really ham-fisted, it, it'll feel clunky and it won't work. Yeah. Like if you're yeah. forcing in your Irish accent into a scene that has nothing to do with it, <laughs> then it's God, not like an Irish accent. accent.
1: Is it working? God, let me hear your <laughs> Irish accent. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> See, because I'm it just... doesn't sound like a real, Thank
0: it's you. funny every time. I mean, you but could. I also
2: think like, like anything, there are like, you know journeyman tricks like if you if you move the material along if you edit enough and you can put some pace in the show and then change the slate or take an idea that is working and really focus on that by like going on a tangential run of that character like literally pulling them out of the scene and following what is really funny and interesting and you just know because the audience is laughing at it you know what i mean yeah right. so you do have you are trained to understand where the funny is
1: so do you- do you think there's cheap laughs? Do you think there's laughs that are <laughs> hey, just drop your pants for a laugh kind of thing that aren't? Yeah, there you are might get a laugh, laughs, but maybe but they
2: work. There are cheap laughs, but they work. That's my hot take on that.
0: Who, in your opinion, <laughs> some I of the that? best, the best improvisers? Wait, hold you on. You
1: know with? what? We don't have time to mess around. Who's the greatest yeah. besides yeah. yourself, man? Let's who, go who top five. Done? Honestly, who's the greatest? Oh, like
2: the art me? form of improv? I've heard that you worked, worked with.
1: Is he the greatest improviser? Who who is it? Who's the Hitchcock guy? My, Michael Hitchcock. Yeah, there
2: is a Michael Hitchcock. He's funny. I don't know. It it would be guys I ran with. It wouldn't be anyone I don't know. You know what I mean? Like sure. I feel like anybody who's a really strong writer can be a great improviser, mm. you know?
1: Really? And also But isn't that a different skill set than maybe well there were performers? guys?
2: I don't know. Yeah. It's well, it's it is and it isn't because you're verbal agility is really going to serve you well in a moment on stage like that like actors can play things and stakes really well but like a writer can just like run with a premise spontaneously you know and so it's a lot of that it's writing on your feet so you know mckay was a brilliant obviously a brilliant writer he was a pretty like game-changing improviser when he came around town for example yeah
0: yeah
1: did you yeah. guys like the uh, other sort of bigger, like the improv? Were you guys competitive with other <laughs> improv groups? Was it sort of a, or was there more of a fraternity? Who were the biggest? There was
2: a silly like rivalry with Second City for a lot of people. Like, right, I was with a place called the Annoyance Theater and we did like parody musicals. That was our bread and butter. And then Improv Olympic was pure improv. And then Second City was the only place you could get paid to do theater. So everybody was gunning for these touring co slots and there'd be a, a culling of the herd once every year where you'd go in and you'd make, you'd get on a touring company if you were good and you made your name around town. Cause there was like open improv shows uh, where people would kind of mix. So there was like a little bit of rivalry
1: that way. Was the motion picture? Don't think twice based on the Upright
0: Citizens Brigade.
2: I think it might be, but I haven't seen it. Mike it's a great movie. movie.
0: Yeah, really good. Yeah.
1: And
2: even authentic. though, is it? I've heard it is really good. It actually. seems yeah.
0: it seems very
1: authentic. You Have know? you made a yeah. point of not watching it because it's, it's a <laughs> black hole would be created? Because it's about a New York. Improv I think
2: group? I probably haven't watched it because I don't know that I want to watch a movie about improv. You know what I mean? It's kind hey, of like, do you want to see a movie a about golf about hackers? About podcasters? Tenacious. About oh, another Tenacious D tour or train wreck tour? There was. To that's interesting. Of that?
0: Concords. Flight of the Concords, Kyle has you know, a, um, an issue
1: with that's that. That's funny. I tried watching Almost Famous on a tour bus one time. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to stop like really fast. Like this is no. It's like
2: reading. A uh, bit, right? It's yeah, like no, reading, right. Old, Man, with
0: you. reading yeah. Old Man in the Sea while you're <laughs> on a ship. It's the same thing. Yeah. What are you? Uh, are you writing something now? That you're you're working on?
2: Yeah, I'm writing several several things. Hopefully,
0: we just is there finished. We got in to to it shoot. for Kyle. Is there anything in it for Kyle? Now listen, what yeah. what
1: what scripts? What, you're working on some projects. <laughs> is that true?
0: Kyle uh, does a great English accent. What were uh, you saying, Matt? You got something? You sold something? You got licensed? No, we got to make a
2: movie during the pandemic, which was insane. We went to Tulsa mm. for a month and shot a movie.
0: Wow. Yeah. What, uh, give us so we're the editing that give us the elevator pitch. Can you?
2: A couple goes to a remote area where their devices don't work, and it's called unplugging oh to help God, their relationship.
1: I like I like Did it that. work? Uh, don't spoil it. Don't spoil uh, it. I need to do
0: that with my kids. Like, let's all it. just put our devices down. Now, we, that's uh, a
1: fantasy, isn't it? Right, haven't we all had that fantasy? I'm going to go away for a week, a weekend, whatever, and I'm not bringing any
0: Oh, no. <laughs> Does anyone ever do that in real life? Kyle can't even you do can't. that when he goes to the bathroom. He <laughs> the You
2: oh. can't not. You can't. You can't. In this world, you have to have. Like when I take a hike, I leave my cell phone in the car. So if I'm wow. hiking for like two hours, I won't put my cell phone in my pocket
0: a lot. You hike for two hours, An hour and man, a half. We saw hours. him at. We saw him at Fryman. He didn't have a cell phone. We're like, hey, Dude, put the thing in this. How cell- did he pretend not to know us? Remember that?
2: <laughs> you. <laughs> There was rumors of some scandal around you too, so I had to stay cold for a while.
1: <laughs>
0: More opportunities. You know, I saw
1: what friend. was I saw Matt played. Uh, he was a rom com. You were a, a romantic lead in the motion picture that I saw.
0: We made a
2: movie in France that's on Netflix. Yeah, called Under the Eiffel Tower.
0: Under the Eiffel Tower. Congratulations on that! You were telling us about that. You were, I think, you were editing it when we saw you at Fryman, and uh, that's, that's yep. great, man. And this also one, an Matt,
2: uncredited Pat Walsh in that movie. Hey,
0: why uncredited?
1: There is no. Uh,
2: I don't know. I don't know why. Because it was well, an
0: indie. Wait a minute. Now we have three more minutes. Are we wrapping this up? We could continue. Yes. I, no. Okay, okay but we, Matt, Matt, I have a Matt question. The movie that nonsense. you did in that you just did in the pandemic this is something you wrote and directed and starring
2: no i didn't direct it i co-starred with eva longoria but i wrote it with a buddy of mine brad morris and deb fisher who is an editor of things like the hangover and meet the parents and yeah she's directing her first
0: movie with us so she's were a great seasons. in the hangover by the way a classic matt walsh comedic turn so it's the two Thank of you you, you and eva that sounds great man kyle you worked with her on uh uh, lower learning yeah
1: yeah what uh, i yeah lower oh yeah i remember i spent all day i was the one who had to kind of supposedly keep her hands behind her back it was a strange so you know when you're shooting you have to sort of do that all day and i was
0: <laughs> you get to know someone quickly i, I was
1: yeah weirdly <laughs> touching.
0: did we do it
1: did we do it